Christ be in my mind, Christ be on my lips, Christ be in my heart. Amen. Okay, welcome to Church of the Apostles on a baptism Sunday, both the baptism of six beautiful kids and the baptism of Jesus. This is the time in the year that we remember and honor and celebrate that Jesus was baptized. I'm struck by a number of things in Matthew's gospel, um, which is the one appointed for today. There's a couple of unique things in there that I, I want to share. But in starting, I want to read two lines from actually an Advent hymn. Honestly, it's one of my favorite hymns in our, our uh, former hymnal. It's called On Jordan's Bank. Some of you will remember it. Um, and because I want to emphasize and remind us that um, what we heard in the gospel and what we're thinking about with Jesus, I mean, John the Baptist was there. This was like the big call. It was that context that we heard like a month ago on Advent, the second Sunday of Advent, John preaching in the wilderness. Anyway, on Jordan's bank. On Jordan's bank, the Baptist's cry announces that the Lord is nigh. Awake and hearken, for he brings glad tidings of the King of Kings. Then cleansed be every breast from sin, make straight the way for God within, and let each heart prepare a home where such a mighty king may come. It's a, great, it's a great hymn. Look it up on YouTube, on Jordan's Bank. So, so a few things from Matthew's uh, version of the baptism of Jesus. The first thing that I'm struck with and want to share with you is about Jesus's intentional descent. Now, let me unpack that. Um, Matthew's very clear as he begins. He says, then Jesus came from Galilee to the Jordan to John to be baptized by him. And so we heard in the previous paragraph that we, uh, you know, was several, actually we had Luke's version a few months, a month ago, but the previous paragraph tells us where this is happening. It's in the wilderness of Judea, which is not Galilee. It's a little map thing. If Remember your geography of the Holy Land, you have the Sea of Galilee, and then about 90 miles south, you have the Dead Sea. And the Jordan flows out of the Sea of Galilee, which, by the way, the Sea of Galilee is over 400 feet below sea level. And the Jordan, that word Jordan in Hebrew, Jordan, means descending, it means, or to flow downward. And so it flows down, and the Sea of Galilee is like, in, the, the shore of the Sea of Galilee in some places is like a thousand feet below sea level. I mean, it's kind of staggering. So what I'm saying is basically, a couple things here. Jesus did just say like, oh, there's something cool happening down the street. Or there's a revival going on in the next town. He went from Nazareth in Galilee and walked 
and I'd looked it, on, looked it up on Google Maps on the walk part, it, it would take 26 days to walk. That's intentional. He was determined to go to John to be baptized in the wilderness of Judea and to descend, because he would have come down the Jordan River Valley and to descend and to join us metaphorically and literally at the lowest place on earth is where he was baptized. Just, just think about that. No other takeaways today. God in Jesus Christ intentionally descended to the lowest place to save you and me, to love us, to become one with us. And not only that, we see his humility. So John the Baptist says, no, 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 no. I know who you are. You need to baptize me. And Jesus says, no, this is the right thing to fulfill all righteousness. And Jesus, again, condescends, takes the lower place to, the, to one who has lower status than him. Remember, John had just said, previous paragraph, I'm not worthy to untie his sandal. And yet Jesus submits to John's baptism. So amazing what God did for us, that for us and for our salvation, he came down from heaven, intentionally descended to the lowest place. And as a part of that, Jesus participated in this Baptism of repentance. And I want to suggest today, not um, don't go tell the bishop Mark's preaching heresy, because I want, I want you to hear what I'm saying. There's a sense in which Jesus repents. He submits to a baptism of repentance. Now, not for the forgiveness of his sins, but yes, for the forgiveness of sins. He's joining all the people. Again, previous paragraph said, Jerusalem and all Judea came out confessing their sins. He, he's joining in with this corporate repentance, saying, we have sinned against you, God. Israel, my people have sinned against you. He's identifying with them in their turning and returning to God. And there may be another sense in which Jesus uh, is repenting, if you will. Note that repentance, one of the things repentance means is to change direction. The, the Hebrew word for repent is turn or re and can be also understood as return. So in what sense might Jesus have turned and, and showed this in submitting to John's baptism? He left Nazareth. He was no longer going to be caring for his mom. He was no longer going to be making tables or building houses or whatever he did. He was no longer... He, he gave himself to one... Th he turned from... Diff I'm not saying that was sin or he was missing God. No. But he turned to face into God's mission for him. This baptism of repentance was God through John calling people 
to return to God, right? That, that's what it was. Amazingly, God the Son participates in the very same thing as God returns to us. Jesus plunges himself into the waters of this baptismal repentance, taking on, identifying completely with his people Israel and with you and me because God was returning to his people. Third thing, and, and last thing, actually. I'm struck by the way Matthew talks about Jesus' experience and the people's experience, like all the baptized there on the shore and John. Matthew describes it a little bit differently than Mark and Luke and, and John. First, Matthew says, when Jesus was baptized, immediately he went up from the water and behold, the heavens were torn open and he saw and Jesus saw the Spirit of God descending like a dove and coming to rest on him. Now, John tells it differently. John has John the Baptist saying, I saw the Spirit of God come down on him. But Matthew's wanting us to like appreciate that Jesus saw the Spirit come and rest on him. So hold that. And then uniquely in Matthew's gospel, Matthew then says, and behold, note this, don't miss this, behold, a voice from heaven said, this is my beloved son in whom I'm well pleased. Not you are my beloved son, which is how Mark and Luke share the story. So Mark and Luke share the story completely from Jesus' perspective. But Matthew tells the story so that all the baptized gathered around hear God say, that's my son. I love him, he's mine, and I delight in him. So first, let's not miss that. That Jesus knew he was the anointed one for this mission, he turned to participate in completely. He, the Spirit of God came down on him. And don't miss this as well, like God affirming for all the people, this is my son, I love him, I delight in him. But also, I, I am convinced that Matthew is a discipleship journal, the way Matthew wrote his Gospels for another day. I'd love to share it with you. The way Matthew does a little bit of rearranging of the Gospel, it's clear he does that to help it be a discipleship manual or, uh, for God's followers. And with that in mind, I, I believe that this experience of the baptism 
looks forward to all the baptized, all those who plunge themselves into Jesus Christ can experience some of the things that Jesus experienced there at the Jordan. And so for us, the takeaways are twofold for these children, for their parents and godparents, and for all of us. And the first is that we would have an assurance, a perception, a convinced realization that God the Holy Spirit has come upon us and within us for God's call on our life. Not making us the Christ. We're not the Christ. There's only one Christ, but we join him in his mission. And scripture's clear that God wants us to know that the Spirit lives in us. So we cry out, Daddy, I love you. And that we have the assurance of his love poured into our hearts by the Holy Spirit, whom he's given us, Romans 5. So may these children know that. May these parents and godparents know that presence of God, power of God, and love of God in their lives. And may all, all of us, the baptized, know that. And secondly, this thing about this is my beloved child. Could God be saying today about these children, about these presenters, about the people sitting next to you, about the people in your life who you don't get, like how they make sense of God in their life? Could God be saying to you about them, do you see where I'm going? This is my beloved child. Will you recognize that I love them and I'm delighted in them? How that would transform our community, our world, our nation. Will we see that with these ones and with each of us and speak that I heard God say, you are his. He loves you. He delights in you. This baptism of Jesus. There is a sense that his baptism, there's a sense in which his baptism was not completed when he came up out of the water and saw the Spirit and heard the voice. There's a very real sense, and the reason I say this is because later, Jesus literally says, I have a baptism I'm distressed about until it's completed, like way after this. And he was talking about his being plunged into death on our behalf. It would be three years before Jesus came up out of the tomb and returned to us from the dead. As he plunged himself, as he identified himself with our suffering, 
and our sorrows and our sin and all the death and decay and disintegration of the world to be raised from the dead on the first day of making everything new. What an amazing love we see today. What amazing commitment on God's behalf to intentionally descend to the lowest place, to intentionally identify with us with all that plagues us, all we're burdened with, all that causes the doom of things in order to save us. May we, each one of us, renew our repentance and faith, even as these ones do today. Renew our returning to God and know Him, experience His presence, power, and love with us today and for all the days He's called us. Amen.